happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. We have somebody amazing on tonight. Yes, one of our favorites. <laughs> He's kicking off the week, Mr. Haas Pariah. Yes. Hey, y'all. It's great to be here. Love it. Yes. So I'm Hallie McCrory, uh, team lead, real estate agent in San Angelo, Texas. Also now working the Dallas-Fort Worth area where Haas is. Stealing all his listings. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and I've got my co-host Casey Styers on out of Raleigh, North Carolina. She works the whole state of North Carolina. Um, in Wilmington currently as we speak. And in Wilmington as we speak. You can see the fish behind her. You know you're on the coast. <laughs> and then we've got the listing boss, Mr. Haas Pratt. Yes. One of our uh, mentors. And he is just, uh, honestly, Haas, you've, you're like my favorite real estate, you know, sales coach in the game. So guru, that's for sure. Well, thank you guys. And we've had him on before. So if you haven't watched the episode with him on here, you need to go back and watch that one as well. Cause we're, we're talking a little bit different topics here, but um, yeah. Excited to have you on. Haas. Yeah, uh, me too. We got a lot to cover, don't we? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So if you guys don't know, um, Haas is world renowned speaker he has his own uh, book, The Listing Boss. Another one coming up soon, Skillionaire. Skillionaire. Do we have any update on Skillionaire? Yeah, it, it keeps... Uh, I started writing Skillionaire. Um, I was about to get published and COVID hit and all the publishers went went uh, you know uh, went into hiding during that time. And, yeah. uh, and so then I found myself in a pandemic. And, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a virtual market where people had to operate virtually. So it even applied more, you know, like to build skills. And, and so I realized, well, Skillionaire wasn't ready yet because I need to add a chapter for that. You know, and then fast forward. Now we have AI and we have this AI move and like things like chat GPT and things that, you know, people can write a book in five seconds. So. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, well, you know, now I got to add that. And, and so it's more and more uh, important and prevalent to build skills. And in every season over the last three, four years, you know, we've had some major things that have happened, you know, in the world that um, it's uh, that reinforce uh, the belief of you must become a skillionaire. Um, yeah, and, and it's about skills. It's about real skills, you know? Um, and so, Hopefully nothing else happens to where I have to add another chapter, you know, uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot to work with. And uh, so, you know, that's kind of what's happened, but um, I'm excited about it. Oh, can't hear. Sorry, Mike was yeah. muted. Of course. Um, so we talked last time you came on about some listing stuff, but I wanted to dive in more today. Um, I know you've been helping um, one of the girls on my team, Katie, a bunch. She's been going through your course that you provide to us. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Plug there. Um, she's been going through and has been absolutely killing it with your first sale by owner um, portion of your course. Mm -hmm. uh, I would love for you to touch on that because I know that's something that a lot of, I mean, we have a lot of newer agents come on here and watch and that's one of the biggest, you know, expireds and for sale by owners are two of the, the biggest ones that I feel like new agents are told to go after. Yeah. So if you could maybe touch on what your um, hacks, tips and tricks for yeah. sale by owners would be, that'd be great. Well, let me tell you, you know, 
what I do, uh, in case people don't know, and and and, uh, and what I uh, what I specialize in is I, yeah. you know, I help I help people go from zero to you know to a hundred real quick. Like that's what I do. That's what I you know my intention is because you know in real estate you don't have a lot of time to get to the closing. You know, like a lot of times people get in, they need deals now, they need deals yesterday, and so what I have always specialized in is helping people go you know, from zero to something fast. Um, and, and, and I would say zero to 20 million in volume is my sweet spot where somebody that's either brand new, 5 million, 10 million, trying to get to 20 million. Like that's, that's my sweet spot, that zero to 20 million, you know, I could help people over that, but like what I specialize in is that is like helping people make it because in an industry, yeah, like this industry has a revolving door. A lot of people fail at it um, because I believe because they didn't get to me yet, you know, like and and so what I have to do is I have to find ways, no matter what somebody's background is, no matter what their experience is, help them get results today. Um, and so one of the ways I, I, I teach is, is is to dominate niches. You know, there's niches out there where in real estate, if you focus on particular niches, it's easier to get results. And you know, and in real estate, um, you know, there's a couple niches that uh, are the low hanging fruit. They will always be around. It's a great place for people to start. It's a great place for anybody to get listings. And, you know, those would be like the for sale by owner listings um, and the expired listings, because, you know, you know, having a niche that 100 percent of the niche want to sell is a big thing. Like they're already raising their hand saying, hey, me, I already want to sell. Right. So, um expired's already wanted to sell. They already hired a real estate agent. The other agent failed. So like, these are the two easiest niches to go after. And, and I know this from, my, from experience, you know, um, I mean, I'm 41 today. I've been a real estate over 20 years and, and like, and I was a brand new real estate agent. Um, and I came from Missouri. I didn't know anybody here. I talk like a country redneck, like, and, and I, and I figured out how to take a listing a day. And, and in a market where I didn't know anybody. And so, I mean, I had a 17 or an 18 year old take seven listings the other day. A part-time agent took seven listings the other day. And, and, and so the fastest way to do it is focusing on those niches. So for sale by owners are a great niche. Anytime anybody's new or starting, or they're in that zero to 20 million range and they're trying to grow, um, that's always a niche. I'm like, well, have you marketed to Fizbo's and, you know, and um, and so and here's the reason why, because not only do they want to sell, but you must become a skillionaire. And so to become a skillionaire, you have to have conversations and you have to be able to communicate about real estate. And so this is for the audience. How many sellers have you had a meaningful conversation with in the last week? Like you sell real estate, you help people sell their home for top dollar, you help people buy yeah. How many meaningful conversations with sellers have you had in the last week? And so I would have everybody, all of you listening, ask yourself that question um, and be honest with yourself because it's probably not enough. Mm -mm. Right. Right. And most people like they're not. Before, and out of those four, I'm getting two listings. What's so, that? I've had it with four different people. And out of those, I've got two listings. So. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, but like 
our job, y'all, is to have more conversations. In real estate, um, look at yourself like a, a glorified appointment setter, and you'll be very successful. Meaning our job is to set appointments. Um, our job is to set listing appointments, buyer appointments. And, and if, when we could simplify the, the task and the role of what we do, um, it makes everything easier. You know, and, and so oh, uh, that's what I like to do is I like to help people set listing appointments. I think you know, every day we should be on a listing appointment and, 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 and you should because it's not that difficult when you have the right system. So for, for sale by owners are a great place because here's why. They answer their phone. So an agent's going to talk to a prospective seller. They're going to have a meaningful conversation. And, and what happens in this, they're going to they build that skill of being able to communicate about real estate. And this is a skill that must be developed. You know, and, and so you must be able to articulate your value, be able to, to know what questions to ask, to, to find people's pain and motivation, um, be able to um, have confidence in what you do. And, and, and if you don't have confidence and you cannot communicate about real estate, you will not make it in this game, especially in this market. Yep. Very true. So, so, this is a kick in the butt to all y'all. You got to get on the phone, have more conversations to set more appointments. And it, the reason the phone is it's the fastest, the most efficient way to have conversations. That's all we do is we have conversations to set the appointment. And so, you know, in a perfect world, that's what you do all day. You, you know, you're, you're setting appointments, you're going on those appointments, you're putting signs in the ground. Um, you're not working a bunch of buyers because, you know, you're, listings are, are the way to leverage and you have other team members work the buyers, you know, like as a leader, you know, the one who can control their inventory, the one who can, can take the listings, the one who has the most listings is the one that wins. Um, and so I think that in a shifted market, like we're in, uh, you know, this is the, these are the people who thrive, uh, the people that do what I'm saying and, 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 the ones that wait for the business to come to them are the ones that are going to struggle. The ones that go get what is theirs are the ones that are going to thrive. That's right. Mm -hmm. I know that's a long winded answer to Fizbo's, but you know, there's a lot to that, but not really. I always say you have the recipe. If you follow it, you're going to do just fine. And I've had somebody sign on to my team what, a month ago and she's gotten listings. She literally took a week before she started doing anything and just focused on Hasa stuff. And then, yep. Yeah. And that's the thing. When you join us, you get access to. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Magic. I pour into y'all, man. Like I'll help you, um, you know, because you know, it, it's like this too. It's like, I talked to a gal um, the other day. She's not very good at c conversing. You know, she's not mm -hmm. anything to write home about. Like she has confidence issues. Um, she came to my office. She paid me a lot of money to come to my office to spend a day with me, like to teach her this stuff. Right. And I'm like, I mean, I spent all day with her. I made phone calls with her. I set appointments with her. And I told her when she showed up, she showed up with like a, a stack of papers like this with like all of my scripts. And on the, and, and in here, I saw all this writing. Like she just like wrote all over every page. I'm looking, I go, what is this? She goes, these are all my notes. And I say, well, like, how many calls are you making? She goes, I haven't started yet. I said, listen, this is a waste of time because you will not learn what to say until you start saying it. Right. Do it. And so what people do is they think they have to get ready to get ready to prepare 
And you don't learn anything by reading this script. You only learn by saying it and, and having a, a conversation. Like, yeah. you know me, I mean, I'm like, you don't learn anything in the walls. You learn it in the streets. You learn it by doing, you know? And so, and I told her, I said, you will get confident in a week. You will become better in a week. It only takes a week. This is for everybody. I've, I've worked with thousands of real estate agents. It takes a week to start building your confidence. So if you can be consistent for a week and what happens is at the end of the week, you feel refreshed, you feel um, accomplished. You, you find, I told her this, I said, you're going to go from being uncomfortable to being uncomfortable, not doing it. You're going to find, I told you from nine to noon, you're setting the appointments. And during that nine to noon hour, what's going to happen is, is it's going to become sacred. It's going to become therapeutic. It's going to become Zen. It's going to become something that brings you peace of mind. And I talked to her today. She goes, I love this. This was, a, this was just in a few weeks. She goes, I love, I like my favorite time of day is that nine to noon. She goes, it's like therapy to me. It's like, and she said exactly. So this is what happens, y'all. You got to get to a place where you're consistent enough to where the most important action in real estate, which is prospecting for new business, becomes sacred, and it becomes and it becomes um, your happy place. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and, and it will become your happy place, no matter how good or bad you are, as long as you are consistent. The only thing you control is that time. Like I told her, I don't even care what you do after twelve o'clock noon. I tell your teams this. Afternoon, I don't care. Like I'm, you just do what I say to do from the time you wake up till twelve o'clock noon, and you will be successful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know why do I not care after twelve o'clock noon? Because you know they should be on appointments anyway. You know. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. they're on those appointments. Yeah. That's your you know that solve that problem tends to solve itself when we figure out the you know that before noon and, and you know remember you're a maker in the morning and a manager in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. In real estate, we're unemployed every 90 days. Yep. You know, we don't control interest rates. We don't control the economy. We don't control uh, you know, any of those things. We only control our actions. Mm -hmm. And every agent listening could and should be thriving in this market, in a market where everybody's licking their wounds and full of fear. Like, this is the key. And this is the answer. Like, everybody I'm working with is crushing it. Yeah. Yep. Right. I mean, I'm going to, if everything pans out like it's supposed to, I'm going to do close to 10 million this month. Like that's amazing. That's so, so right. awesome. And yeah. I'm very proud of it. So. Yeah, that's amazing. In a month. It's like I'm, I have many balls up in the air and I've listened to you. Like, like just keep making those calls even. And I look at closings. When I go to a closing table, I have that, oh, oh crap, what do I do next? Who's, who am I working with next? It's not time to go celebrate and pop up. It's time. To, okay, who's next? Who's next? That's right. That's so. it. Next, and you know, and because people need help, y'all. Here's the thing, you know, in, in real estate right now, um, I believe if somebody wants to sell, now is the time to sell. You know, I like it doesn't make sense to wait six months or three mm -hmm. months. You know, in that conversation, if you're, if you, if you have a conviction about believing what I'm saying, meaning you believe now is the time to sell. 
you will create the urgency to get the to give the seller permission to go for it. And that's what we are in this market. We're in a market where sellers need your permission to put the sign in the ground and, 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 and give them the reason why and to create that urgency. And that's how you can take a listing a day is we have the market working for us in there. And, and then, you know, in the in the, in the timing. Mm -hmm. I mean, and even so, it's like we're starting, or at least for me, in 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 the Dallas market and the San Angelo market, we're starting to get back into some low inventory. Like buyers are picking up, right. and so if you're like, if you're paying attention to the market, you'll see that. And of course, it's different in everybody's market, but I don't know. I mean, I'm like, I'm right now. I'm in San Angelo in a small town, hundred, you know, hundred, hundred twenty thousand dollars, hundred and twenty thousand people population, and we're seeing this, so. I don't know. In Wilmington, same thing. I mean, we were right yeah. through River Lights today, and it's insane how many houses when my client was actually considering that neighborhood, they, he was going to have to go to a new build, and it wasn't going to yeah. be ready until October. And there's yeah. hundreds of homes there on a two-lane road that used to lead to, like, it was just a cut from yeah. Carolina Beach to downtown. I mean, you got your tankers, you got your ports there. And so, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. And not that it, um, not that the mar the market matters. If you're, you know, if you're being consistent with your prospecting, you're going to, you're going to be doing well, but it, I don't know. I just think people are getting in their heads about, you know, this market. Yeah, this either, market. They're just like, we're kind of past that. And we're like, we're in uncharted waters. It's going to mm -hmm. be really exciting. I saw um, BlackRock, the big like financial company in New York is starting to buy, a ton of property. So we're going to have competition and sellers are going to need to start, start selling. That's so. right. That's you know, and, and here's the thing too, cause I, I've been self-employed my whole life. Like, you know, for those of you that know my story, like I didn't go to college. I barely made it through high school. Like the only thing I had to do was figure out how to, you know, make it on my own. And like, and I've been through, I mean, since I was 15, I've owned my own business and like, mm -hmm. and I've been through multiple types of businesses and I've gone through so many different economies and markets and marketplaces. And one thing um, that I just never do is I never think about the market. I don't, yeah. like, it, you know, I don't give it much. I give it attention in terms of how I adjust to it, yeah. but like not in terms of, Oh no, you like know, it discourage you. Yeah, ever, never let it discourage today, you. You know, he goes, how are you feeling about the market? How are you feeling about people around you that are growing? I was like, I'm not worried about them and I'm not worried about the market. I'm worried about what I'm doing. And as long as I keep focusing on mine, then, and stop and not making excuses and making the calls, it's going to keep coming. I'm going to have my biggest month during all this. <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm not making excuses. I'm, my biggest fear is, how can I be better than who I was last year? So that's the only person I'm competing with right now. That's right. Yeah. And if you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing and being consistent, you need to have the attitude too, that you're going to be one of the top agents that is still like, it's not going to be affected by this. I'm right. not looking beside me. I'm looking at. Hasa, I think you said that actually, I got it from somebody. what I say? At um, Not looking beside you. I'm looking ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that Michael Phelps picture when he's uh, swimming and, you know, that, that in the Olympics and that number two guy's looking at Phelps. Yes. Like, you don't ever do that. You no. Don't ever look at your coach. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at this swimmer and literally that's not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> As a swimmer, every, like every swimmer knows, and it's sometimes you just kind of can't help it like you're looking uh -huh. when you're in a race, but 
you know, I think a little peak or, uh, you know, maybe that's okay. But if you like, if you turn your head, that causes insane drag against the water. And I think that's the same. That's a great analogy for, for real life. I love it. I was a swimmer for many years. I was number two in breaststroke. What? Yeah. I didn't know that, Casey. Yep. And I was number one in archery on the East Coast. Dang. FYS. Yeah. I'm trying to get my daughter in archery because I think that's a good place to get a scholarship, you know, get a female oh, archery, you know. <laughs> I'm browning and Jennings back me. So, yeah. 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 Wow. Seems like a safe sport, too. Yeah. Somehow, I mean, even though you're like shooting arrows, but seems a little bit safer than other a little self defense, too, you know? So you never know when you got to put an arrow in somebody, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it came in handy when I ran the Spartan run. I had to go <laughs> right. So, love it. Yeah. Little secrets about me for the week. <laughs> yeah. Them and I never looked sad. I was always just focused forward and looking back on it. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And I think that's the case with anything. You know, not only do I not worth thinking about the markets, I don't ever think about competition. Like I really don't have any competitors. I don't think of competitors that way. Um, you know, I mean, but I think I'm the best in the world at what I do too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I believe that, like, you know, and I think we all should, right. I mean, believe that you're the best at what you do. Um, but like, it's, the only competition we have is the, is our own self, the person in the mirror, you know, like growing and and, and, and becoming better. I mean, it's like, we got to weed the garden, you know? Um, I look, I always think about like that, like, you know, starting and stopping things, you know, is something that I'm always looking at doing. How do I improve? What do I do? What do I adjust? What do I change? And I think about like a garden, you know, you got to go weed the garden. You got to pull the weeds out. And, if you sit too long, the weeds overtake the garden. So you got to get to stepping, move fast, you know, get moving. And, 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 and that protects you from a lot of things when you're, you know, when you're on a mission and you're, and you're, and you're moving and you're with speed and you're, and you're, and you're going for something like that helps you in a lot of ways. Like it helps you, it isolates you from a lot of the things that hold people back, mm -hmm. even from mindset. I mean, what happens whenever we're not doing what we know we need to be doing? It makes us depressed. Very true. <laughs> and so all we got to do is just what? Start. Right? You know? That's the alarm. It takes more effort to shut your alarm off and find excuses in the morning than it does just to get up and do this. Get up, man. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't think, just do. Do not, and, and work on not negotiating with yourself. Like, I'm a hell of a negotiator and like, the, when I find myself negotiating with myself, I'm like, bro, you need to stop that. Like that doesn't go anywhere. Like I can talk myself into and out of anything. Yep. So it's, it's setting, it's setting up your day and your, and your time to where it removes thought. Like, and this is an important thing. Your day should be the same every day in real estate. Meaning you're nine to noon. You're on the phone prospecting, having conversations. From 12 to 1, you're doing the business side of the bit of that. From 1 to 4, you're managing the business. From 4 to 7, you're on appointments. Every day is that. So when somebody says, hey, you want to go, you know, go to, uh, uh, you know, uh, go here at, you know, at 11? Or you want to, will you come list my house at 11? No, because we know what we're doing from 9 to noon. And so when you, when you do that, it gives you more control and personal power over your time because, so we don't have managers, right? We, 
we, we, we have to manage ourselves. And, right. and the way you do that is you set up a daily method of operations that is the same every day. Like my days are the same. It's like Groundhog Day because that's where performance comes in. Like you got to do the things every day. Um, and so what happens is, is when people don't have that, man, they don't get results. Right. Like why? Because they don't have control. And, and, and so that's why it's so important to have systems in your real estate business because the systems manage you, you know, like you don't manage people. You manage, have the system manage you. And so the key is to build a, a business that removes the thinking of what to do. Um, and, and, and that's what I help people do. That's how I help people get from zero to 20 million or, or 10 to 20 million is that is I, my company is called Haas Pratt success systems, because when you have a system that you're following, it removes the thought and, and you're able, and it gives you the clarity of what you need to be doing. And, I find that's what a lot of agents never find or they don't have. And that's why they're not achieving their, you know, they're, they're reaching their potential. And mm -hmm. in a lot of cases they fail, unfortunately. Right. Yes. Oh man. I started with the systems. I started with just having my workout time and it's set and nobody can touch it. And that's just right. like my yoga Wednesdays you know, from seven to eight, nobody can like, it's, it's my time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I've done the same kind of with prospecting for listings. Like I have, you know, what I do for the marketing and make like funnels for those. And just, I just have it all, like all the directions set up for me. So it's not anything I have to really like overthink because mm -hmm. there's a lot of thinking that has to go in our days. And I'm like, I can get, I can get like burnout from that. I feel like, so the more I can systemize, the more motivated I feel too. Here's what you do. You just get off work at the end of the day pour yourself a glass of wine, sit down on your laptop and build systems. You do those things in the evening. You do those things in the, on the weekends. You do those things when the sun is down. You don't want to be thinking when the sun is out. You want to be acting. You want to be taking action. I like that. You see? Yeah. So like it, that. You, you think in the evenings, you think in the week on the weekends, but during the day, you don't think you do. Nights for doing and, or sunlights for doing and nights for thinking. Yes. Like, like I, mean, look, I write books and courses and seminars. Like, I mean, I've written thousands of hours of content. If, if I brought my wife in here, she'd tell you I'm in bed when he's written all of those things. And, and that's been for over 13 years. Um, that's, I find that's where, I'm able to think. That's where I'm able to get in that place of thinking. You know why I can't think during the day? Because now I have anxiety about not about business. Yeah. I, I can't build funnels during the day or systems during the day because I have that internal drive that's going, bro, you need a listing. Like you need to be on the phone. You need to be on an appointment. And so what we do is we if is is that's the key is you want to structure your time to where you're able to maximize yourself and your performance. Now, somebody says, well, well, I, I don't, I can't do that at the end of the day. I'm tired. Well, tired doesn't matter to thinking like that. Like if you haven't been thinking through the day you've been doing, you still have that capacity to organize thoughts when the sun is down. Yeah. Adam built most of his businesses, I would say between probably midnight and like 2 a.m. That's, that's when he has all yeah. his 
Yeah, can, there's been many 2 a.m. nights. Early morning, too, if you're a morning person. Yes, that's when I, like, in the morning first thing, that's, like, my time, like, between 6.30, 7 a.m., so. Yeah, and I'll go to bed sometimes at 2 a.m. I'll be up by 6. My wife will be like, man, did you even go to bed last night? I got four hours of sleep. She goes, man, I need eight hours of sleep. I'm like, I just need four. Like, I'm like Trump that way, y'all. I'm like, I just need a few hours, and I'm, like, ready to go. Like, yeah, you know, like that, too. I mean, huh? I was up yesterday by eight Sunday morning and I didn't leave. Um, we were, I helped Adam close a few places. So I didn't get home till three, three 30. Yeah. But I didn't want to mess up that schedule. Uh, yeah. up early Cause if I sleep in, then I'm going to stay up and it just, it's going to. Yeah. I'm the same way. I can't do that. You know what that is too, though, that, um, it is, um, the, it is the, it's, the moment before you go to sleep is when your brain is most responsive. The moment when you wake up, your brain is most responsive. It's, it's called delta waves. Mm-hmm. So your brain is in delta before you fall asleep and right when you wake up. So what you want to do is you want to be really intentional with how you spend the time before those two times. So like before you go to sleep, here's what here's an example. You don't want to look at the clock and go, oh, my gosh, it's 3 a.m. Oh, no, I need to get up at 8. That means I only have five hours of sleep. I'm going to be so tired. This is what we do. You just manifested being tired. You will be tired. You. This is crazy. I want you all to try this. All the listeners, try it. No matter what, how many hours of sleep it is, you will feel how you f- tell yourself you're going to feel before you go to bed. It's mind blowing and it works. So tell yourself it's time to be tired. Say, I'm going to wake up feeling amazing. My feet are going to hit the ground like Tigger, man. I'm going to hit the ground running. And like, <laughs> and I won't even need my alarm. And here's what happens. If you set the alarm at six, you're going to wake up at 5.55. <laughs> you don't even need an alarm. I don't anymore. And you it- don't. Mm-hmm. And then when you wake up, here's what you do. You wake up, you say, oh my God. Thank you, God, for another day. Oh my gosh, I got another the gratitude. Yeah. As soon as I wake up, I like, I'm like, I do this. I'm like, yes, another day. I make, you know, like, thank you. Like, and it's like over the top, right? Like, it's like, I, I, I like, it's over the top, like embellished of, in the sense of, because it's a physiology. And then I think gratitude and I think, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the gift. Thank you for my children. Thank you for this day. And I just, and I'm spending that time at five minutes when I wake up with my eyes closed, just bringing it in, bringing in the blessings, the gratitude, you know, and, and, and that has always been my, I mean, that's what I try to do. That's my routine is like, and, and it's a big difference, you know, like if you wake up in the morning, you're like, Oh no, I'm tired. Hit snooze. Don't do that. Wake up, go. Yes. Right. Energy. I can do this again. Bring in what gratitude. It's going to happen to me today. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Because you're in Delta ways. And and mindset's an important thing when what we're doing, what we're talking about. You know, like people say, well, how do you get so much done? Because I do what I'm telling you, you know, like I, and I know, but I had to learn these things, you know, from books to mentors to people like my mentor, Tony, you know, who's written 70 books, told me about that trick about Delta before you go to bed, when you wake up. Like, I mean, I didn't know all this stuff. I learned all this stuff by seeking and doing, you know. Um, but I believe that we can all get more out of each other, out of ourselves. And 
to do that, there's, you know, there's things that we need to know. Yeah. I'd even like to make a recording for myself to play, like, as I'm falling asleep or when I'm waking up. Right. You know what I do, too, is I listen to a lot of things when I go to bed. I listen to sermons. I listen to, you know, things like Jim Rohn. I'll listen to Jim Rohn. (laughs) Yeah. I'll listen and I'll fall asleep within my ear because I believe that even when I'm sleeping, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. I believe that if, uh, if the, if the earbuds or the, my earphones are in my ear and I fall asleep, whatever is going on is saying my subconscious mind is still picking it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll play affirmations when I sleep. That's right. (laughs) I'm working on my affirmations. I'm trying to do that more. So. You know what? It sounds hokey, this stuff. Like, but this is like the universe. These are like laws so, of the universe. This like, is scientifically no, proven. Yeah, science. Yeah. Bill Joe Dispenza. Don't believe me. Yeah. Things happen. You start listening to these things. Things happen every time. I when I'm riding in my car, I've been spending a lot of time on the road, doing going from Wilmington to Raleigh, and I listen to different things. And when I do that, things happen. So. Things happen. And because the reason affirmations work is because I am statements. I am like whatever it is you say you are, you are, mm-hmm. you know, and you manifest things. You speak things into existence. And, you know, at the beginning, God said, let there be light. And there was light. What did he, did he think there was light? No, it says he said, let there be light. Speaking right. a word. The, your word is your wand. Your word has vibration. It's like it sends it through the universe to eternity. Like it's like a butterfly flapping its wings. Like one butterfly sends this thing to eternity. Everything has that. And so words are an important thing. So just because you think something doesn't mean you say it. Yeah. You, you can think it all day long. Thinking doesn't make things real. Mm-hmm. Speaking things makes that thought real. And so... What you're what is coming out of your mouth is really important. Now you may, you know, if you're struggling with mindset, you may have negative thoughts, but that's okay. Just don't say it. Whatever it is, don't speak it. Mm-hmm. You know, because speaking it is what the universe goes. Oh, you're tired. Okay, right. You're gonna be tired. Oh, you want this? Oh, here you go. Oh, you're you're gonna do this. Here you go. And I've I found, you know, just a lifetime of you know, creating something from nothing is like, that's an important thing is just, you know, there's things like that. I mean, I'd be real careful what I say, because I learned that whatever I say comes to fruition. (laughs) You know, maybe I need to put in permission. I'm going to learn how to walk looking forward. So I don't remember things. (laughs) That's why if you know me too, um, I don't dwell on the past. I don't think about the past because the past built me. I don't worry or think about the future. I'm not a big planner. I'm not a, um, I know like the, you know, some of people are like planners. They have to have everything, you know, to-do list. Not me. I live in this moment right now mm-hmm. because because uh, I find life is best lived in spontaneity. You know, when you just show up and, you know, you, you, and you're with the right intention in this moment now, like, man, that's what it's all about. Like at this point in my career, that's what I, that's what drives me is experiencing the supernatural, experiencing the creation and yeah. like, and, and, and right. And 
and I learned that if I plan too far out in the future, like, I mean, who am I? I mean, I don't know who I is supposed to, who's supposed to come into my world tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know what random interaction I'm going to have or what somebody's going to buy. Like, and so I think that's an important thing. If you're always worried about the future, like that's a mindset thing that you got to fix. You know, it's a habit. It's a, oftentimes it's a, it's insecurity. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's not like perfect. wanting to have control over it right. because you're worried. That's right. So get to a place, not to worry. get to a place where you release control because you, you realize that you don't, the, the only thing you control is, is, is the things like your words and your actions, you know, like you, you and those things are what create a, a future that is so big that you couldn't even fathom. Like, I can't believe that, you know, on the days that I'd spend five hours a day on the phone when I was 21 years old, that it would lead to changing lives. I, I wasn't even thinking about that then. I wasn't thinking about wanting to write books and be a speaker. I was just thinking, I don't want to fail. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes. But it leads to something. And that's what I'm, that's what a lot of people don't know, it, what it leads to. Like, the reason you need to pick up the phone is so, not, not only so you can have conversations, but so you can build the skill. Because that skill is going to take you somewhere that you don't even know. You know, when I was on the road doing seminars, I was on the road 200 days a year. And I was, I've done thousands of seminars in almost all 50 states. Mm-hmm. And like, and I, I remember when I was in my early 20s, it was before I was married, before I had kids, I was just on the road living in hotels. Like I, would, I didn't even know where I was half the time. Like I'd be in Seattle one week, Maine the next week. Like I'd be all over the place. And I remember it, 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 can, be a, it can be a drag going through like traveling and airplanes and but i was a very good traveler i got mastered traveling and like but i I remember even back then thinking i never worried about the money never thought about the money because i was so grateful that i could make enough money to build the skills yeah And, and and so that's where a lot of people need to be is is like you know don't worry about the money the, the money comes. The money is a byproduct of what I'm saying. But wor- what you do is you, you don't worry about anything, but the, you, you focus on the skill, putting in the work. You know, I tell my kids that you know, in their 20s, I go, bro, don't even think about making money in your 20s. Just think about skills. Like, you know, if you're a 20-year-old chasing money, you, you're chasing the wrong thing. You know, because you have a lifetime in front of you. You know, and, and the time that you invest in yourself now is going to lead to that money. And so people, we live in a world, though, that people, um, it's natural to try to avoid that work. And, and, and so what, what I believe is, is, is the people who do that work are the ones that get the skills, the ones that are going to survive and thrive in any market. And that's the one thing we control. And it's the one thing I've always done. And it's the thing that, that I'm just most grateful for. I'm most grateful that I put in the work to build the skills to be able to write the book skillionaire, you know? Why? Because nobody can take those things away from me. True. Yeah. And you know what the most important skill is? People skills. Because people skills in a world where somebody can use technology to write, you know, a book or, you know, to get to the to to or a campaign or a thing, here's what happens. You all roads lead to a conversation. 
So you could even take the 25-year-old who is just on his phone, has the TikTok brain, and he doesn't need to talk to a realtor, you know, but he's going through the, the motions. But here's what happens to this kid. Uh, there's going to be a time where he wants to speak to you before he buys. So the, so in that time, it's important. Even in the world of AI, you will never replace belly-to-belly, nose-to-nose, toes-to-toes conversations. And mm-hmm. so that is a skill that uh, we need to be teaching our kids. The mo- Listen, if you have kids, I, I, like I know that my kids, I don't care if they go to college. Like I don't, I don't, I have, and I have a 10 year old and 11 year old. I don't know where college is going to be in eight years. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to even imagine college being important in eight years. Yeah. It just is like, and so, but what I got to do is this, is I got to raise number one is my job is to raise a confident child where they have confidence. Like right now, both my children are playing tennis, you know, with tennis lessons. Why? Because, Everything I do is to help them build confidence. Right. And then, and be able to communicate. Like, I don't even care about that. You know, like, as long as they have confidence and they can communicate, I won. There's nothing that they can't do. Love that. Well, and it's good too. Like, I don't know, even this is like kind of random, but growing up, my parents tried to instill the same type of values for me. And, like whenever I brought friends over or whatever, you know, they could always tell, you know, or they, they just always hated when I had friends that couldn't like look at them, look at them in the eyes and talk to them. Yes. And, and when I had friends that did, they were always so impressed. That's right. Um, so it, I feel like it starts from a young age. It does. Yeah. I was in Costa Rica uh, last week. I went to church on the beach. Like is is church on the beach. It was amazing. Like center, you know, at church, you're looking at the ocean. And and I just, first time I've been there uh, to this church on the beach, I've been to Costa Rica, but this kid was going around shaking everybody's hand, introducing himself. He's probably an eight-year-old kid going around shaking his hand. Hi, welcome. Hi, what's your name? Right then I sit, I noticed what you're talking about. I go, that's a special kid right there. Like that kid right there, he comes up and shakes my hand. And I go, what's your name? He goes, my name's Daniel. He looks me in the eye. I said, Dean, let me tell you something, buddy. You're going to be somebody someday. Like, you're a special kid. And like, he's like, oh, thank you. And like, and that's, that's what you're saying. Like, you know, it, it it's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of adults that don't have that skill. Right. Like most of them. My parents, my dad, a firm handshake and look at somebody in the eyes that's when you're right. talking to them. Yeah. My dad and told me that every day. Yeah, look them in the eye. From firm handshake. People were from Wilmington. Yeah. And. Same thing with them. It's look at people in the eye and have a firm handshake and everything else will fall into place. So, But it's and, nothing, even if you weren't, like we were lucky enough to have parents that taught us that and Haas for you, um, like your mentors and you for your kids, but it's nothing you can't develop now. You can always learn. You're never too old to change. No, no, no. You can do, you can do anything at any moment and you can learn. Like even shy people. I, I work with people. I work with, I have to figure it out for them. You know, like I, not everybody come is born with the gift of gab. And, right. and my job as a coach is to take anybody and to help them communicate. And like, and I, and I can, uh, as long as they're consistent and persistent, they will learn. But the key is consistent, consistency and persistence. Because you may be somebody that isn't confident. Maybe your your parents didn't raise a confident child. That's okay. Like, 
you can become confident. Yeah. You know, like it's not like you're either confident or not. You become confident through, you know, repetition. Doing. Like I could, you know, I'm a terrible uh, basketball player. Like I'm the worst basketball player there is, but I'm confident I could get good. Right. I could get good. I know I could become, I could be in the NBA in basketball. Even at four, I, I know I could, if I put in the work, did the work, got good. I know I could. Why? Because I know people can do anything. Right. And like, even though I suck today at basketball, I know for wh- however it would happen that I could be in the NBA if I did the work. Why? I don't know. Just, I, I believe that. Yeah. I believe I could be, you could be president of the United States. Not that you would ever, I don't know why you would ever want to have that job, but <laughs> what a terrible job, you know? I mean, <laughs> it probably is at the top of the worst job. Yeah, yeah. Terrible job. I would not want to be president, but like, <laughs> but it, you could. And so when, when you know that you can do and accomplish anything in life and business, it gives you personal power and it gives you control of your own life. You know, if you think that you're the wrong color or the wrong sex or the wrong location, the wrong industry, the wrong, like, I mean, that's terrible. What a terrible place to be helpless. Right. Right. Like I have one of my good friends has no legs and no arms. Like, I mean, when I drink beer with him, I got to like give him the beer. You know what I'm saying? Like I got my, like, here you go. Here's another drink, you know? And I, when we move, I got to go pick him up and, and carry him like a feed sack. Like, Picking him up, carrying him around. Like, this dude has no legs, no arms. He, he was born that way. But he's one of the biggest speakers in the world. The guy, you know, uh, Nick Vujicic. A lot of people know him. He speaks yeah. at churches and stuff. He's been, he's one of the biggest speakers in the world. And, um, you know, he has an amazing family, beautiful wife, beautiful children. He has a life. And, like, I always think of Nick when I'm, when I think about excuses or things that, you know, we don't have or don't have. I'm like, yeah, we have our legs and arms. Mm-hmm. Literally, we have our brains. That was the thing when I did that Spartan run, and I was finding excuses to talk myself out of completing it. And people came by me literally with no legs, with yeah. the heel carrying the bags that I should have been. I was like, "What am I doing? Like, what is?" So get yourself together and complete it. So. Yeah, totally. So you know. And, and, and go to work on yourself. You know, the best, the best job that the thing that we can do is go to work on ourselves. The best time you can spend is growing. Like right now I'm learning Spanish and I love it. Like when I'm sitting there, like, and I'm like, I'm, and I got this app Duolingo. You yes. know, and yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love this thing. And like, and, and I, and I'm so grateful because I'm learning and I'm learning a language and I have fun with it. And so, you know, it's a, uh, Always be working on something to be growing, you know? And uh, you know, I find that that's, you know, the people that are most happiest as well. The people, I've coached people that are 80 years old. I mean, I have, I have old clients that I've worked with for a long time that are old. Like, and, and they have more energy than most people. They have more curiosity than most people. They're, they, they're happy. And here's the one thing they have in common. They're still hiring a coach. <laughs> like, they're still learning and growing. And, and I, and I find that, you know, if you can accept the fact that you will always be learning and growing and the learning and growing will never stop and the work will never stop. 
and you will never get to a place where it stops, um, that helps solve a lot of problems. Yeah. You know, I've read a book of, of what happens when we die and go to heaven. And these guys tell their stories of, you know, you know, the people that come back, you know, they all have this story. And one thing that they all had, this one thing that they all said is it's amazing when you're there, wherever they were, that they, and your human language is removed. They learn, they still learn. They see things. They say like instantly, I knew and understood almost ever more than I did in my entire life within like a second. And, and, and what happens is, is even in that place, we, we are always learning and growing for eternity. So if you could imagine a place where, you know, there's no human language barrier, it's like instant downloads. Right. And you don't get all the download. Like you don't ever get to a place where you know everything. Like even there, it's definitely not in real estate. <laughs> definitely not in real estate. So oh, like, learning. I look at learning like it's something that not only do we do in this life, but it's something that we also experience and do for eternity. And, and, and like, and I think that's such an important thing, you know, um, like learning the right things, you know, like, you know, it's, it's okay to, it, a lot of people love to learn. You know, they love to listen. They love to go to class and get the degree and then the next degree and then the next degree. But at some point, you got to put that stuff to use. And you really, truly don't learn until you put it to use. Mm -hmm. Like, like it's like real school. You don't learn anything in real estate school. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? How many square feet are in, in an acre? Yeah. And then you're going to learn by doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, they teach us words like fee simple and chattel. Like, yeah. <laughs> like in real estate, you ever say, hey, what chattel is included in the sale of this home? Like, you'd be like, dude, you're new, aren't you? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. and, and so I find, and I didn't go to college and I, you know, I'm dyslexic, so I never did good in school. So like, I've, I've, I've learned this from experience that it's better to be street smart than book smart because mm -hmm. uh, it's better to put the things that you know to work um, because that's really truly where you learn. I spoke to a high school a few weeks ago out in West Texas in Wheeler. I had this guy. He saw me speaking. I was speaking at an insurance convention. And he goes, I want you to come speak to the high school kids in my small town. It's like this oil town up in, you know, in Wheeler, Texas. I go, I can't do that. He goes, why? I go, I said, bro, I will end up on CNN if I end up speaking at a school. <laughs> I did. I told him. I, I, he, he paid me a lot of money to come speak. And I told him the whole time. I go, but I'm not, I'm going to make people mad. Like the teachers will be mad. The principals will be mad. Some of the kids will be mad. Like I know because I can't show up and not speak truth. Right. I, I can't. Like it's it's against everything that I am. Like it's authenticity, believing what I'm saying. So <laughs> I got in some trouble there with the teachers, and you know, but I set all the kids free, y'all. They're all set free. <laughs> I planted seeds and gave them distinctions and nuggets that they will never forget their entire life. You know, I told I half the room, I said, Most of y'all don't even need to go to college. You don't learn anything in these walls. And the teachers are like, oh, yeah, devastated. I'm preaching it. Yeah, they were devastated. They're like, you're ruining these kids' life. But really, I was setting them free. Yeah. I had a funny story. When he was coming to Raleigh to do the seminar, <laughs> when he did ASEAN, I had this, I was so nervous because I'd never put on anything like that, ever. Yeah. Yeah, a nervous wreck. And I was having nightmares that nobody was going to show up. And then I had a dream <laughs> that he came in and was baptized. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, she said, I, I had a dream that you're in there like you had like snakes and you're baptizing people in this funeral. <laughs> like, that would be amazing. Like, I want to do that. I, I was trying to figure out ways to do that. Like, I know. I, Hawks is gonna show me. I was so nervous. <laughs> That's what was the result. <laughs> That's right. You should have been at the high school. You would have been real uncomfortable. Oh, a, my gosh. Saying that, all I could think about was that dream. I'll never forget that dream, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, because you can't control what I'm doing. And I couldn't tell if I wanted to tell him or not when I did. He just started, like, laughing. <laughs> I was actually trying to find a way to make that happen for you, to make that dream a reality. Yes. Yeah. Oh my it sounds God. like you did at that high school. <laughs> you know why, though, this is important, though? Because if you can show up in that place, you know, at a real estate seminar where you're baptizing people and, you know, you got snakes or you're going to the high school and you're, you know, pissing the teachers off and the principals, like that's freedom to me, y'all, because that's, you know, the success to me is authenticity and authenticity is believing what you're saying. And when you believe what you say, you have passion and conviction. And when you have passion and conviction, it makes life rich. And like, so success to me is that is doing, getting to a place where you have confidence and self-belief and you're authentic because you believe what you're saying. And the only way you get to that place is by experiencing and doing the work. Yeah. And, and, and here's the byproduct of that. A lot of things making a difference financially. Money is always a byproduct. You know, you don't have to worry about money when you can become authentic. Like, you know, you, all of those things. So, to me, that's what I do. I help people get to a place where they believe what they say. Mm-hmm. And, and when you get there, there's nothing that you can't do. And, you know, mindset and systems and, you know, uh, and um, uh, consistency, all of those things are exist in that place to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and thinking doesn't have much to do it. Action does. Mm-hmm. The thinking is what gets you prevents action a lot of times. I'm not saying don't think you got to think hard. You got to learn how to organize your thoughts, but that's when the sun is down. And like, you know, like, I mean, I've written books and content, like, but I'm dyslexic. Like I had to learn how to do that. Right. You know, like I had to learn how to create and organize my thoughts and and create uh, content. Um, You know, and my, sometimes I can smell my brain burning, you know, like it's just on fire. Like it's fried. Like I'm just, you know, I'm just, mush um but that's always at the end of the day after a day of action right massive action yes because that's the only thing we control mm-hmm. and here's the other thing i would also add it's actually massive imperfect action um yes. because you know the imperfect thing is important because you're, you're never going to be um as good as you can be because you're always going to be growing you're you're never going to be prepared to ever start anything you know, but the human nature in us wants us to be prepared, wants mm-hmm. us to know the things. And and so if you can settle in at 87%, meaning just get it 87% right, not 100%, just 87s. Why 87? Because the, to get the 13% to per- perfection costs you time, money, and energy. Okay. And it's frustrating because you'll never get to 100%. So... I'm not saying don't take pride in your work and that like, right. you know, like when I write books, I go for a hundred percent, but in my day or I'm on the phone, like I, I don't beat myself up. It's 87%. I'd rather have, I'd rather have a dozen 87% than one 100%. Mm-hmm. 
you know, finishing the bridges that you built. Don't build half-built bridges. That's a good thing. Finish <laughs> when you start, meaning like if you don't finish what you start, you got half-built bridges all over the place. And mm -hmm. few things cause anxiety and frustration and 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 stop momentum like a half-built bridge. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is you do, practice finishing the bridge. Be a, make it a habit. Make it a make it a uh, a standard for yourself that you always finish what you start, yes. no matter what. Yeah. Because here's what happens: shiny objects happen. People they start something, and then they build. They have all these half-built bridges. It's I mean, so it's easy to do that. In real easy state. to do that. Yeah, really easy. So I tell people stop listening to everybody. You know, just listen to you know Hallie, Casey, and me. You know, like that's it. That's right. <laughs> Turn down the noise. Like, yeah, stop letting people speak into you. Stop letting you listening to people who don't know. Only listen to people who have done it, and 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 seek those people. You mean yeah. the people that I learn from are all dead? They're dead. Yeah. Okay. Tell it like in our last couple minutes. We tell us, you know, some people that we should be listening to. You think for. I mean, you know, we got on, um, talked a lot of mindset. Maybe let's keep on that track or listen besides the listing boss book by Hoskrat. All my stuff. Cause here's why I have no fluff. It's just straight, just truth and, and, and direction and action. And so that's why people like my stuff. Cause I remove the thinking and, and, and but, but yes, Jim Rohn, um, is somebody that I've learned from, uh, you know, wisdom is what i seek you know seek wisdom and truth like because if you can build that foundation of wisdom in your mindset like that's everything man like you know and and we live in a world that's like people have they say the tiktok brain what you know what is that like you know they think like in seconds and and don't fall into that get off tiktok put your phone down like i'm getting ready to buy a phone that's not a smartphone it's called a dumb phone all i can do is call and text it's called a flip phone, huh? Yes, I'm getting a flip phone. <laughs> I am. Like, to me, I mean, how amazing would it be to go back to a flip phone? I was thinking that. I was like, I will probably be wrong if I say that. So. Yeah. So, you know, you got to hit you gotta hit the button three times to get to the L. You know, you got to yeah. like, yeah, yeah. He's but, like, yes, no, okay, that's it. <laughs> because nothing in that phone is important. You, see, you with me? Yeah. yeah. Everything in that phone... Is it, I mean, besides Duolingo, right? But like, you know, but most of that stuff, like social media and, and the notifications and news and all of this is just noise. So, you know, and, and get to a place where you can turn down that noise, turn up the massive imperfect action, learn from people who speak truth and wisdom, and, and you have control over your actions. Um, that's how you ha have a, you know, an amazing life and achieve great things, man. Like, um, and you know, you're not missing anything anyway. Right. Sure. You know, I like it. Love it. That was a good way to sign yes. off. Yeah, here we go. Do you have yeah. any other, um, events coming up? Um, yeah, actually, um, yes, I've got a, a shareholders of it. Um, the EXP shareholders of it's coming up. I'm going to be speaking there. Oh yeah. Um, and any non EXP agents, Anybody can go. That we can bring we can bring yeah. for yeah. free. So 
Absolutely. Awesome. And then, uh, and if it, if you go to hosprat.com, go there and there's a business plan for free. It's a, just get it. Even if you don't, you, you aren't going to fill it out, at least get this thing now. So you have it when you do want to fill it out and, and you go to hosprat.com, you can get the business plan. It's a, it's a plan that will help you achieve what it is that you want. And that's a good start. But you also have my email there scrolling. Anybody that wants help, they're looking for systems, coaching, um, you know, we'll, we'll get a call set up. We'll talk to you and we'll help you um, in any way that we can. Love it. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on, Haas. This has been yes, thank you. amazing as usual. Busy man, but we really appreciate it. I need you a lot to like <laughs> kickstart me. That's right. If y'all don't have Haas's book too, you need to, it's on Amazon, right? Haas? Yes. Yeah. Amazon, the listing boss by Haas Pratt. Uh, that is my number one recommendation for a book you need to read. If you're in real estate, anybody joins my team. It's the first thing I make sure that they get and do. Yeah. So. Love so, it. Awesome. awesome. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for joining Thank us. See y'all next All right. week. All right. Take care. Happy Monday.